and record. You know as soon as you hit this that the Amazon guy is going to arrive, don't you? Perfect, right. And I have an appointment that I need to leave for in 40 minutes. So this one is going to be super, super concise. And it's a good job that I am incredibly passionate about morning and evening routines, probably bizarrely so. So this one is going to be super to the point, super, yeah, let's go for it. First of all, let's hear from our sponsor, Muse. Today's podcast is sponsored by Muse Activewear. If you've been following absolutely any of my social media content of late, you'll have seen I've fallen hook, line and sinker for this brand. Muse Activewear provides the highest quality athleisure wear for the ambitious, inspired female. Whether you're hitting the gym, dressing up to meet the girls for lunch, or simply want to feel amazing while we spend that little bit more time at home at the moment, there's something in the range you will absolutely love. I've literally lived in Muse since I first came across the brand. Everything's designed in the most gorgeous muted color palette. The detailing's really simple and elegant, and I can absolutely confirm that it's both as buttery soft as it looks and can testify it's completely squat-proof. The chance to get involved with Muse was a no-brainer for me, and the fact that they're doing great things all from their Glasgow base was the absolute cherry on top. You can currently get 10% off your Muse order via the link in my Instagram bio and absolutely any questions you may have about any of the products or sizing, etc. I'd be more than happy to answer. Thank you, Muse, for sponsoring the podcast. Let's go through some CWC news. What is going on in our little world? Okay, so in terms of clients, we've got a new goal setter and goal review coming up, which is going to be an exciting addition to your check-in system. I've talked about this on a couple of our videos, but I want to start being a little bit more thorough about reviewing where we are and where we're going every time that we move on and progress into different phases. I think it's going to be a really integral part of your progress. And I'm looking forward to bringing that in and using that as another tool at our disposal to get you towards your, your results. I really enjoyed doing the client roundups on Facebook. I find these really brilliant to reflect on what's going on with all of you and celebrate your wins as a whole. So what I'm doing is taking the best bits, the highlights from Friday and Monday check-ins and then chatting through them during the week. And I find it's really useful for you to have a good insight into what everyone else is up to because a lot of the same things pop up week to week. And coincidentally, generally speaking, quite a few of the same themes will present themselves in different check-ins. And I think it's really comforting to know a lot of the time that other people are in almost the same situation as you. And why shouldn't we share and, you know, how we're all addressing those? Because actually someone might be doing something that you've never thought about and actually it would work incredibly well for you. I think I talked about this in another podcast about, you know, if someone is absolutely nailing their fat loss journey if they're doing incredibly well if they're, why not learn and share and all of us win together and I really find that doing this and breeding this kind of positive space helps everyone even if it's just to listen to how other people are doing or to get little nuggets or suggestions and I love that you're asking each other questions and getting opinions on stuff and I really feel that this little community is thriving and that's without the help of this bionic cold that seems to have hit everyone I had another round of check-ins whereby at least 
actually it was the same people who had the really bad cold a couple of weeks ago are now getting back into the gym and going oh holy hell this is hard at the tail end of this yes it's not been it's not been the best but uh, you're all doing incredibly well and it's great to see you back in and training and working towards our goals uh, prior to prior to Christmas and what else has been going on with me this week oh don't slap um don't smash your laptop that's an incredibly stressful situation to be in and yet I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to look at the silver lining of all of this that yes it was an incredibly unfortunate stressful and expensive mistake but it really proved that all the systems are up and running perfectly it was like one day turn around bam we're right back into it so if anything really really digging deep for that silver lining but it's there what else this week oh I went to my first CrossFit PT session. Um, I'm all about trying new things and branching out, always pushing yourself, exploring new avenues. And one of my things is that I hate, I hate, I hate when people will say, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And they never ever do it. Do you have a friend that does that? So I've always said to myself, like, if you are going to vocally say, like, acknowledge I'm going to do something, you hell, like, you will follow through with it you will make sure that you do it. So CrossFit PT was something that I've been thinking about for quite a while, actually. But I finally got my ass into, they don't call it a gym, do they? they call it a box. I finally got myself into a box and had a wonderfully humbling experience. It was very sweaty. It was very hard. And he asked me, <laughs> he asked me what kind of conditioning I did. And like, I really wanted to say, Han, the closest conditioning I get is like the stuff I put in my hair. Um, honestly, it's generally if I want to shred a couple of kilos, it's like jump on the stairmaster, jump on the cross trainer. But this was a whole other realm of burpee assault bike hell. But honestly, I'm going back for more because you know these things. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, doesn't it? So CrossFit Cas is uh, is underway. And like anything, it's just kind of a metaphor for life, isn't it? Like if you're not trying new things, if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not getting a buzz off shaking things up a little bit then it all gets a bit stale doesn't it and life is what you you get what you put into it so that is a uh, that's on the horizon for the foreseeable so let's get into the nitty-gritty of this week and I'd like to talk about both morning and evening routines we'll start with the morning routine and I actually put a post up about this fairly recently and I thought about it and I was like, do you know what? This, this sounds like a bit of a grand statement to say, but it, it's absolutely 100% true in that I genuinely think that my morning routine and taking command of that time has been the biggest positive impact I've ever made to my entire life. And I know that sounds like a bit of a grand statement and a bit like, fun, <laughs> hold your horses, but genuinely I mean that to be true and I'm saying that as someone who used to roll out of bed throw on whatever clean uniform was lying around would roll into work always breakfast at the desk you know and it would be just firing up the computer at quarter past god it's the employee of the month don't I but genuinely it was a very kind of haphazard hair up in a bun slap some mascara on in the work toilet kind of situation and I really was that person hungover fairly frequently throughout the week that probably didn't help at all but it just wasn't wasn't a great time and it just wasn't a great series of habits or routines to be getting into and what really shook things up for me initially or what really was a bit of a 
a penny drop moment when I decided to make a positive change and not just a change for like a week or a month it was what really was the turning point I read a book actually that's not true I listened to a podcast first and foremost I listened to Craig Ballantyne on I believe it was Chris Spearman's podcast but anyway he was talking about his book The Perfect Day Formula and he was chatting away about it and I thought actually that's quite an intriguing notion about you know your perfect day and about your morning routine because I was starting to feel as though time was almost slipping away from me I wasn't finishing my to-do list at the end of any day I constantly felt like I was chasing my tail I was using the weekends to try and make up for what wasn't done during the week and I really felt like it was a weak link in my armor and I remember listening to him talk about it and thought right okay I need to kind of get hold of this book I need to have a little listen to it a little read of it I think it's off the top of my head is it really really small I think it is really small you can read it in like an hour um, and the notion, like a lot of these books, is very, very simple. Once you, you know, read the first couple of pages, it's kind of the clue is in the title, really. But um, I read the Perfect Day Formula, and it really encourages you to take a lot more control over over your day and really take command of how your day is running. What I was really guilty of is I would just let things happen to me, like I would just let work run over. Or I would just let whether I wanted to go to the gym, whether I was in the mood to, it happened to me. And it really struck a chord with me that I had a hell of a lot more control over the outcome and the success of a day than I was willing to admit at that given time. And again, this is a really, really simple notion of essentially looking at your day and mapping out what that perfect day looks like for you and I may have done this with you as a client we may have done this as an exercise you may literally have a tab on your client log that is your perfect day because in various instances this has come up and it's been a really worthwhile exercise to do and what I generally find is that by mapping out your quote-unquote perfect day like that one it gives you time when you're not in the hamster wheel of the actual day itself when you can be a little bit more reflective when you're not in the moment to actually think about what the sequence of your quote-unquote perfect day would look like and map out how does it actually fit can you fit it all into the, to the day are there enough hours in the day what would you ideally you know you'd go I feel like as well you have to obviously factor in things like work that's true but you still have a lot more control over how you would use that time around those hours and I think as I say a lot of us just let things happen to us so I wrote out my perfect day and I think off the top of my head I do like a training day or a non-training day or like a weekday and a weekend something like that and had it committed to paper and that's an important point often committing things to paper is the missing link in actually achieving because it's all very well things in your head but one we forget but also there's something about actually writing it down there was a I think I put this in the Facebook group there's a thing about uh, studies of uh, people that went to Harvard who actually wrote down their goals were 97% more likely to actually or something stupid like that it's a really really high percentage of people who were more likely to stick to their goals so I journaled about this wrote it down committed it to paper and it's so funny how subconsciously you then start to actually follow through with that and I found that to be to be the case so the perfect day formula was a good start 
it started to let me see what I could actually fit into the day and would I be happy going to bed at night thinking oh yeah I actually got all that done what I started to see was that there wasn't feasibly enough hours in the day to do everything that I wanted to be able to do and that was when I started to look at where was more time that I could carve out to create what's that meme that's like you have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce or something shit like that but I started to look at that and say actually I, I don't have enough time to do everything that I want to do the only feasible option here is to carve out a little bit more of my morning and that was what I did and I took this whole notion of the perfect day and I did a kind of micro analysis of what would actually my perfect morning be what would the sequence of events, how long realistically would that take me? Can I do that with my working hours at the moment? How much earlier would I have to get up? Like, it takes 10, 15 minutes to think about it. And yet <laughs> the impact was, was massive. Thereafter, I read the 5am club, Robin Sharma, and take this with a, with a pinch of salt. The 5am club is a little bit more, shall we say, woo you kind of have to be in the right space headspace to listen to it it's a little bit far-fetched it's about three people who go and live in a desert island and there's a whole narrative behind it and the whole yeah it's a little bit right okay I'm gonna roll with this the principles of it are great it's just dressed up in quite a roundabout way if you want my advice get it on audible and just listen to it because I do feel like it has a lot of useful content it's just slightly wrapped up you know in love actually where rowan atkinson he buys that thing and then when he does the gift wrapping it's this and the this and the this and the this like you just want the gold necklace like you just want the nugget of gold in the principles of it listen to it but if you do you'll know exactly what i mean so anyway i read the 5am club found that useful to quite an extent and started to look at what i could do in taking control of my morning specifically and again it was not just thinking about oh I'll just wake up when I wake up you know having real control over it and thinking about what I could actually gain from that time in the morning I think it's important to think about your morning routine as being very individual to you and that it can take many many different forms I will be the first one to say that I didn't get this quote-unquote right the first time and it has continued to come in various iterations it's developed and it's definitely evolved over time. It's been different also depending on the situation that I find myself in and my priorities at any given time. So it makes absolute logical sense. When I was studying for the whole PT situation, when I was trying to do those exams, when some of the webinars, when I was in Canada were at UK time, it meant they were super early in the morning. And I had to make those times fit around around my life and around my morning routine and it makes logical sense that if you are doing something like studying then that's probably going to take quite a lot of dominance over your morning routine maybe you would spend more time doing that than you would do other things I think as well it's really important to think about your morning routine as not necessarily particularly if you're new to this not being a big rigmarole like it does not have to take hours it does not have to have you know you don't need to read and meditate and do yoga and have cleaned the entire house have done it like that's not necessarily what a morning routine might be for you a morning routine might be getting up putting clothes on 
having a cup of coffee, sitting down and just listing out three things that you're going to do that day. That could be your morning routine. And I want to be crystal clear on that in that it totally depends what you want from the time, what you need from the time and how much you essentially want to fit into your day. It could be literally that sequence. I get up, I put clothes on straight away because that makes me feel focused for the day. I have a cup of coffee. I sit down before everyone else is up. I list out the things that I must get done and that's it. Now I can start. Now I can get the family up. Now I can go to the gym. Now I can get ready for work, like whatever it looks like for you. I've had a number over the years, like a number of different morning routines, ranging, as I say, from having to prioritize studying. So that happened first thing in the morning to I went through a phase of learning French. Literally, I'd get up in the morning to read for half an hour, learn French for half an hour, then go to the gym. Like that was because it feasibly wouldn't have fitted into any other time of my day. You know what it's like as soon as the phone starts ringing, as soon as you're kicking off with things, you don't prioritize your own hobbies, interests, or own development. It's I find it a really good window of opportunity for personal development, actually. And I would say I've gotten more out of these hours in the morning than I would at any other time for various reasons. I think there are a number of benefits to having a morning routine. I'll go into those in a second. But like I say, I've had a number of different sequences of events at the moment. For example, there's two. So I'll have one morning routine for a check-in day, which is super, super quick. It's literally up, gym clothes on, take the dog out, start him out, organize, go to the gym, come home, check-ins. Like that's a very almost like practical, utilitarian, bam, 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 get the morning done. On days that are not check-in days, it's a little bit different. It's get up. It's again, get dressed because I feel like that focuses my head for the day, but get up, get dressed, get the dog sorted, sit down, read, journal, usually plan for the week. It's either podcast, social media, or business plan. And then I'll get into the kind of day-to-day admin. But a lot of that stuff is done before I've even looked at my phone, for example. So like I say, it may look different for you and you may have a number of different morning routines depending on how your week is shaped, whether you're in the office, whether you're working from home, whether, you know, the kids have early starts, whether you have to, whatever it may be for you, whether you're training in the morning or not, it might look different. So um, that would be the shape of a morning routine. The benefits, God, I didn't even know where to start or where to stop with this list really, but the benefits, I think there's something incredibly satisfying focused and almost do you know what dare I say almost a little bit smug about knowing that not only are you ahead of yourself in getting up first thing in the morning but you're ahead of everyone else as well while everyone else is still asleep while the world is quiet while it's still dark outside you are hammering on with the day and you are getting stuff done I also find just by the nature of it being your first couple of hours in the morning that you tend to have more energy at this time And you tend to be able to do really focused work. Now, if you're someone who's really new to a morning routine and maybe new to getting up a little bit earlier, this might not be the case for the first like week or so. You might wake up and feel a little bit groggy. You might not feel completely on the ball. But I do find that over time, you will find that energy is at its peak. 
in these kind of crucial hours. And when I mean focused work, I mean very much uninterrupted work. I'm reading deep work at the moment. It's a Cal Newport book about exactly that, about how to get more focused and more out of the work that you do. And a lot of that is fairly logical, like removing you know, your, you know, your phone from your immediate vicinity not having the internet straight away, doing tasks that allow you to, or giving yourself an environment to really concentrate in, etc. Like all of these limiting distractions kind of thing. But I find this is a lot easier in the morning before everyone else puts demands on you. It can be quite a selfish time where you can actually get a hell of a lot done in less time than you otherwise would in points in the day. So I think that's that's quite important no one else is awake. That's a massive benefit. No distractions. I think niggling tasks can be done and out the way, which really, really helps you focus for, for the rest of the day. So have you ever had almost a to-do list of things that almost feel like a little cloud over your day where you're like, oh God, I need to get that done. I need to get that done. I need to get that done. I need... The morning's a great time to just get it out of the way. What's the whole, what's that phrase again? That's like, eat the frog or... I'm just going to butcher that, but it's essentially about getting the task that you are least likely to enjoy or at least or most likely to put off, getting that done first in the day, because otherwise, again, it just gets put off and put off and put off. Um, I think it allows you a lot of time to catch up. And I found this particularly if I've had something like a busy couple of nights or a busy weekend, sometimes you can feel a little bit lost, like a little bit like the, the week doesn't have much focus I find that using the time in the morning to almost recenter is a massive opportunity like I say particularly if you've been away for you know a Saturday Sunday and you're coming back late on a Sunday night it can sometimes feel like whoa I've not even had time to think about my week or to re refocus and perhaps getting up early that Monday morning in this example is a brilliant time to be like right let's put some goals down let's plan let's sort our shit out let's really really make use again of that quiet time in the morning I also think it's great to find time in your day for things that you wouldn't otherwise so if you're working an incredibly busy job you know what it's like things spill over into lunch times you end up working late when you get home in the evening you know you're having time with your partner your kids you're doing all those other things that need done around the house you're very very unlikely to put your hobbies interests and all of these things into that time because you tend to prioritize the needs of others or things just tend to encroach into your time this time in the morning can be used for just you just stuff that you want to get done like I said learning French should really pick that up again at some point meditating maybe you want to do yoga maybe you want to learn about something maybe you are maybe it's your exercise time and that's your golden opportunity in those morning hours just consider that one massive one for me is that and I found this incredibly quickly actually was how it getting up in the morning and ticking off things from my list made me so much less anxious during the day. It makes sense. If you're someone who snoozes in bed for much longer than they should, 
ends up rushing around in the morning, doesn't even have time to grab breakfast, feels like they're running around and chasing their tail before they've even sat down at work. It makes sense that that wouldn't be the most idyllic or calming start to your day. And I find that using this time and potentially you could have been up for a couple of hours before you've even sat at your desk. You're so chilled by that point that it makes you very capable and very grounded to deal with a lot of things that come your way. I used to find that when things in the office were like people were running around panning, panicking about deadlines or were being irrational about emails that because I was so calm and I'd been there, been up for such a long time, it made you very, very logical and much more considered when it comes to decision making. And again, this was something that I found happened much quicker than I would have anticipated, like maybe after a week or so of just mourning, because actually for you, it's kind of like your lunchtime, isn't it? Like you've got up in the day, you've dealt with a lot of your stuff. You were then equipped to deal with more challenging and more challenging (laughs) you were then equipped to basically deal with other people is what I mean by that um the last one you suddenly gain so much time in your day like you could potentially gain a couple more hours in your day and it's not just about the quantity of hours that you're gaining but the quality of those like if you're managing to fill two hours in the morning of stuff for you practical things like getting stuff done that's just it's great quality time and you wouldn't be able to do that like we don't have the same extending your day into the evening by the time you get to the end of the day you're tired you're not focused you've got decision fatigue because you've spent all day dealing with all of these other things like the quality of time p.m for a lot of people isn't the same as first thing in the morning totally different if you're a self-confessed night owl then maybe it's, it is different for you. But I think anecdotally, a lot of people find the morning to be the golden time where you can potentially take advantage of hours that you didn't even know you had. And in that instance, you do have the same amount of hours as Beyonce. You're just making more of them during the day. Yes, it probably means you go to bed at nine o'clock, but that's okay. I feel that that's becoming more and more normal. And the thing about to remember about a morning routine is that it is yours and it's yours to shape the way that you want. I've talked about mine, but as I say, yours might be completely, completely different. But I would encourage you to think about it and consider it and whether these benefits of having more energy, being less anxious, being more organized, more equipped for the day, fitting more things in and having good quality time, if that would bring positives to your life, I would strongly consider that you explore the idea of bringing this in and I suppose I've been talking about a morning routine as in something that happens really early like 5 6 7 a.m if that doesn't work for your schedule that's fine if you're someone that gets up at 9 10 11 or you work shifts or whatever you're doing that's perfectly okay your morning routine is still there for you to utilize and it's still there for you to to shape but it might just happen at a slightly different time like I say it's yours own it make the most of it So let's talk about evening routines, the flip side of this. And I actually see evening routines as the first possible step in getting your day right. I think we often talk about this. People will say, you know, I'll start on Monday. I'll start in January. I'll start tomorrow. 
I don't actually see it that way. And I often feel that if I'm not having either the best day or I feel like the week is slightly escaping me or I think, oh God, I've got a hell of a lot to do tomorrow. What I'll do then instead is, is not really think about that per se, but think about what I can do right this absolute second. And a lot of that is actually getting that evening right because shaping that evening tends to set your next day up for a hell of a lot of success. And I don't say that lightly, actually. I would go as far as to say getting your sleep in check, getting good quality sleep, winding down, waking up feeling refreshed, motivated and driven is one of the best possible tools that you can equip yourself with for success. And success could mean anything, showing up well in your job, getting the most out of your training, you know, performing well in, I was going to say performing well in your relationship, (laughs) showing up well in your relationships, anything. Um, But I do think that if you want your day to be great, if you want that morning routine that we've just discussed, a lot of that is down to your evening. Clients will often say to me things like, oh, I want to be an early morning person, but I just can't get up early. I'm like, generally, it's not that you can't get up early because if you've ever gotten up early to get on a flight, to go on holiday, you can 100% get up early. It's that you're not motivated to necessarily. And a lot of the issues with getting up early is not going to bed early enough. And I know I sound like your mom, your gran, whatever, but genuinely, if you want to experience the positive benefits of getting that morning routine or feeling refreshed or think about it logically. If you want to get up at six and you require eight hours sleep, just work your way back. You need to be asleep by 10 o'clock. If you need to be asleep by 10 o'clock and it takes you an hour to do that, make sure you're in bed by nine. Again, I sound boring. It sounds like this is all a bit, well, that's a bit much but the benefits well outweigh the cons. If you ask me, if it's not a priority of yours, that's absolutely fine. I'm just saying that you might find that it helps. And I think what we forget is that we waste a hell of a lot of time in the evenings. You literally would not sit for two hours of the day on your phone. Imagine just being like, oh no, like I'm going to take a two hour lunch break and I'm just going to sit here on my phone for two hours. And yet, isn't it so funny that if you actually thought about it, when you're quote unquote watching TV, and you're sitting on your phone at the same time, like you could easily fill two hours of that time with very low quality time spent. This was another thing, like this was one of the reasons I got rid of my TV and you're probably like, girl, you are crazy. Why it's very, very extreme, but it's not. One, I didn't use it anyway. And also I just found it to be a bit of a distraction technique. And I am absolutely not saying that you need to get rid of your TV, but I do think that we could all take a little bit more command over how we spend our evenings. And I'm not saying that never relax. I'm not saying never chill. I'm not 100% do those things because actually often relaxing in the evenings, having a proper wind down, getting that sleep again, it makes you then have rocket fuel for the next day. So that's not what I'm saying at all. 100%. You need to sometimes pause and chill to then push forward. But I do think we do spend an awful lot of time faffing around in the evenings. So again, my top tips for this really would be to do that reverse engineering. Think about what time you need to get up in the morning, how many hours of sleep that you want, how long that you need to wind down and work back from that point. 
Other really practical things as well, reducing your screen time. I know we hear this all the time, but I find that this really helps. And I'll do things like put my phone in airplanes at nine o'clock is generally the, the turn off and then put it in another room with an alarm on. It then means that, that you need to get up in time. Finding ways to wind down. So making sure that, you know, the room that I'm sleeping in is cool enough. The lights are low enough. I'm doing things that help me wind down. It could be really, really boring things like tidying up or having a skincare routine or having a warm shower. Like all of these things that just help you digest the day, help you chill and don't make it such a jarring transition between, you know, dealing with all of your emails and messages and then just expecting that you'll fall asleep. It, it, that just doesn't happen. So evening routine, like anything, get into a rhythm of it and stick with it. I think with a lot of these things, it's about <laughs> like a broken record. It's about consistency over time. And it's about implementing this as regularly as possible. Does this happen all of the time? Absolutely not. Like, Sometimes things run over. Sometimes you have to push for it. it. Might be something on with work and you have to put in extra hours in the evening, working far too late. And but be mindful of what the knock-on effect of that may be. And the other thing that I'd say is that as far as possible, try and keep this as consistent over the weekends and things as you can. Again, I know that that's boring and a lot of the time that that can't be the case. But sometimes we do have quieter weekends and actually staying up till two, three, watching Netflix doesn't tend to serve you. And I would be taking advantage of those quieter weekends as much as possible and trying to keep as much structure in there. I look at structure as a way to give yourself freedom. The more structured that you can be 80% of the time, the more you actually enjoy the freedom that you have the other 20% of the time. That's generally how I how I look at it. So that's been my try to be as concise as possible blow by blow account of morning and evening routines. I find with clients that have implemented practices like this that the benefits are tenfold and they really enjoy the control that it gives them over, over their day. Obviously, if this is something that you're like, oh, I'm really interested in this, but I'm not really sure how feasibly I'd work this around my training, around my family life, like reach out, let's talk about it. Particularly if you're a client of mine and you check in every week and you want this to be part of your routine, this is 100% something that I'd love to go through with you and talk about how we could work your specific training days, et cetera, around this. So I would love to do that with you. Um, as ever, thank you very much to Muse for sponsoring the podcast. I will be back next week to talk about, essentially about motivation and about the end of 2021 and all of this good stuff. But thank you so much for joining me. I know that your ears could be anywhere and you could be enjoying a lot of different podcasts out there. So I really do appreciate your time. As ever, if you did find this useful, and particularly if you're a client of mine, if you could give this a tiny little screenshot and a share. I love when you send them to me via WhatsApp, but if you could share them on social media, it would mean the absolute world. It helps both the podcast and our CWC team grow, which is ultimately what we want to help as many people as absolutely possible. So thank you very much. And I'll chat to you next week.